And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring... Mr. Stone Gossett. Fucking camera in the truck. Welcome to Live on Four Legs Podcast, the definitive live Pearl Jam podcast, and we have a really fun and special episode today. Uh, usually when we come on and do the show, it'll be me and a guest, uh, you know, either a guest that isn't on the show usually or one of our co-hosts, but today we're going to do something a lot different. It's not going to be a lot of breakdown of a set, it's going to be more of stories and uh, it'll be, I guess, a little bit of a love story. I, you know, um, basically we're doing this because we're getting married this weekend and I decided that uh, it would be a good time to introduce you all to my future wife, who's going to be my wife in a couple of days. This is Jillian. Hi. 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 <laughs> <laughs> She's a little nervous coming on the show. She's never been on the show before. It's not before. my thing. No, not your thing. So we'll just, we'll take it easy and <laughs> I won't grill you too much. All right, that'd be good. And we won't do a lot of breakdown like well what do you think the meaning of this song is? my answer would be i don't know yeah i i figured so but you're you know just to let people know like you were never a pearl jam fan before meeting me hey don't say never well okay the one, the one song yeah yeah she she liked last kiss guys <laughs> since i was 10 thank you very much <laughs> yeah so she she's liked last kiss for what almost 20 years before before meeting yeah, me so uh but that was the extent of that yeah completely what did so what did you think when i approached you the first time and said hey i'm pretty obsessed about this band pearl jam is my favorite band I think it came across as that you were telling me that, you know, you really loved them and everything. And then we got to a point in the conversation, I think we had started talking about concerts. And you were like, oh, yeah, I've been to them like 15, 16 times. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, oh, this is different. This yeah. is not just like having a favorite band. This right. is uh, um, an obsession, maybe. <laughs> well, I guess people can see it as an obsession. Obsession to me would be like... Every single day I'm, you know, talking and thinking about them, which yeah. is, like, partially wow. true. Well, now it's true, for sure. <laughs> yes, because we're doing this every yes. day. But um, I don't know. It, I, I, I feel like it's, you know, when I'm at the, at the shows and, you know, listening to the band, it feels like, you know, 
it feels right. It feels like I'm at home. And yeah, and it was it was good to know that you are passionate about something. Yeah, I think that both of us early on in the relationship have said this a million times that we don't we don't care what it was as long as we were passionate about some something that was yeah. gonna hold us together. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, um, but. Like this was this was a fun experience. This was your first ever Pearl Jam show, and I mean, you would obviously she's she loves loves music as much as as I do, uh, and you'd obviously been to lots of different concerts before. Yeah. Um, like, what was your favorite concert before going into this? Ooh. Give give people an idea oh, of what you listen to <laughs> on a usual basis. I mean, it's such a wide array. Yeah, you know, in one year I went to see Josh Groban twice. Sarah McLaughlin once and Meatloaf twice. <laughs> so it's a wide range yeah. of music. But yeah, I don't know if I really have a favorite, but I kind of like everything. Yeah. So I'm up for whatever. I just really like live music. You got injured at a Michael Bublé concert. I did. I, I have one scar on my body. It is, <laughs> it is from a Michael Bublé concert. <laughs> but I got a kiss out of it, so it's okay. From yeah. him. From him. <laughs> this was before we met. I, I would have this roughed like him up ten years ago. <laughs> before I knew better. Yeah. Um. What was now? Like I, you know, we had talked to. This was really early on in our relationship. Uh, probably when the tickets went on sale, we weren't even living together yet. I don't think. No, they couldn't possibly have been. I th- we bought them like months before, right? Yeah, I, I want to say they went on sale in the winter, which you moved in in May. May, yeah. So I think this was this was really early on. So yeah. this is a pretty big commitment that yes. you're making <laughs> very early on in this. Yeah. And uh, what was like? I don't know. What was the thought in your mind going? You know, before this. Well, I was excited because we made a whole weekend in yeah. Boston out of it, so it wasn't just going to the concert right we were there for three days four days something yeah friday through yeah uh sunday or monday yeah and we hadn't really done a lot of trips before that you know we'd gone to florida once but so it was nice to just do a whole weekend adventure yeah um but i was excited i had never been to fenway before Mm -hmm. for any reason much less (laughs) a concert or a baseball game um so that was exciting but yeah i was excited to sort of see what the what the idea was <laughs> see what uh, your whole thing was all about and it, it was it's also it's it's a different beast when it's at a big ballpark like I'm that sure. it's not just you know going to see them at the xl center right. or you know some just basketball or hockey arena. yeah yeah i'm jumping forward a little bit but walking into that uh, ballpark for the first time and we got there pretty early we got there relatively early yeah. but there were so many people there yeah <laughs> I, could, I couldn't believe it and it's all diehards i couldn't believe it so that's you know um i think this was really the turning point for you with the band that like you know after seeing them you know you knew the hits yeah i wanted to be prepared but I think we sort of ran out of time yeah. for me to prepare, so I kind of I went in a little blind. I think there was like a girlfriend playlist that I made you, like, and when I say girlfriend playlist, it was like all the songs that are very that basic. Was, that was before, I think. I don't think that happened till after the concert. Oh, that was after the I concert. Think so. Oh, I thought I made that before I the concert. Know. This stuff <laughs> I don't remember. And, you know, it's it's the generic stuff. It's like elderly woman and you know black and like the least that you would need to know and right. the most singable stuff. Right. That kind. And of I thing. still knew none of them. You you knew a couple of them. Yeah, 
a couple. <laughs> it wasn't too much, but no, you know, it got me through. It got you through, and it prepared you more for the next show that you went to, which oh. was last year. That I think I what did I I knew every song but like three. Did you songs. really? Yes. Was it really that? Wow. I think it was like three or four that I didn't know. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's that, that. I mean, in two years, that's a major improvement. I know. And I mean, considering that you know they played the same venue twice, you know they're not going to play a lot of the same songs. So. No, they didn't play a lot of them, but they played some of the same. Some ones. of them, yeah. Yeah. You know the hits and yeah. little mix here yeah. and there. But, but I was listening to them way more often. So. Right, right. So I got you hooked, or the show got you hooked. Yeah, yeah. Did, I don't know you... if, if it was you or the show. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did you think you would be, or? Um, I figured it was a little inevitable. <laughs> it is a big part of our life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially more more so now than ever, but I, it was a little inevitable. Okay. It's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, I mean, we have conversations about this a lot where there are songs that I've had on in the car or around, and uh, I think there's going to be a lot that we talk about in this show that, uh, you know, she has said before she's heard it a million times but she can't remember yeah, what the song a lot is. Of those. And usually they're versus songs. Is it? Yeah, because it's like Go and Animal, you both... Hey, I know Animal now. You know Animal now, <laughs> but like for months she didn't know. Uh, Deep was one of them. That's, yeah. that's a tense song, yeah. but... Um, yeah, I, I think uh, you're in a way that, you know, you know way more than I, I even think you know right now. Probably. So... Yeah, that's probably true. Why don't we... Um, let's talk about that weekend and what we did. Okay. And do you remember a lot of it? I think we we did a lot of shopping. Yeah, we did a lot of walking around. Yep, tours. <laughs> we did. Was that the the boat duck yeah, boat we, tour? Yeah, we did yeah. the duck boat yeah. tour. That was fun. Yeah, it was just on Saturday, and you know, taking the break. From, I hadn't been to Boston in a long time. Neither have I. To be honest with you, I had only been to Boston you know a handful of times, and usually, if I went, it was for games and not really sightseeing and things like that. So yeah, and I have never really enjoyed my trips to Boston before then. So. No. You know, I was a little hesitant, but it was fun. We had a really good time. Well, you knew you were going to have a good time with me. I knew the concert was going to be fun, but, you know. Right. I just didn't have high, high expectations for the rest of the city, but we, we had a we, good time. We went to a good restaurant on that Saturday. We do. I wish I remember the name of it, because it was yeah. fantastic. It's a farm, it was a farm-to-table restaurant. It was really good. Yeah. And we had um, dim sum brunch. Yes. The day of the concert. That was really amazing. good. Amazing. Yep. Korean breakfast. We should we should find the name of that restaurant and put it in. It's <laughs> amazing. We'll tag it onto yeah. the yeah the info yeah um i went to the first night of this i went with my brother and this is worth telling because it's kind of a it's kind of a crazy story in my history of pearl jam going because i we were in like this random racket club bar that was down the street from fenway probably about i don't know 10 to 15 minute walk and uh it's about 7.30, and I say to him, like, they're not going on till 8. They never go on on time. And we're, we've been drinking that whole time, probably for about two hours straight. Straight two hours, just drinking the whole time. And once we leave the bar, uh, my brother says, hey, do you hear that? And we hear elderly woman. I'm like, oh, that, that's probably some bar that's just playing it. And he's like, no, that, 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 that's loud. 
that's gotta be the stadium. <laughs> so, uh, I'm like, fuck, we're, we're missing the show. And, you know, then he, you know, brings up the word, his words of wisdom of, no, we're, this is just our way of, of, of seeing the show right now. So, I mean, it was a little different. We missed the first two songs and really we didn't get in the park until probably like Why Go, which was the seventh song in, you know, I don't, I don't remember a whole lot from that show. Um, I remember bits and pieces of it, but uh it it wasn't you know it's it's not one that i'm i'm very proud of because of you know my thought to to leave the bar late so and you were pretty mad when when i came back to the hotel i mean yeah because hours later you were so wasted yeah um which is is not a common occurrence for me i i you know a lot of people be like oh i don't drink i don't drink but we we just don't yeah so especially then um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I was ready for night two <laughs> and I think we got in so early because I was so afraid of, yeah. When did we get to, was it Lansdowne Street? Yeah. When yeah. Did, yeah. It was like three, uh, three o'clock. It I had to have been earlier than was that. It, was it? Well, we went and we, we went and waited by the garage for all the band members. I know, but yeah. I don't know what time that was. Probably, or, or had to have been earlier than three. I felt like we were down there forever. It's yeah, we were down there for a long time. It was just walking around, and and the uh, the first show that we went to last year, we were walking around for a real long, long time, time too, because yeah. we thought, oh, we were going to be on line for merch for a really long time. <laughs> we left at like seven a.m. and we get there. There's no posters left. You know, we're we're picking up the scrap heaps on shirts and stickers and whatever. And, uh, you know, then we waited at a restaurant for two hours and we went to another bar for like five hours. And then yeah. we finally got in the park. Had two long days. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I, I was trying to mention this to somebody earlier this week that Pearl Jam shows aren't really concerts per se. And even, especially ballpark shows, but um, it's kind of like a mixture between a tailgate, a comic convention, um, and what was the other thing that I said? Like a, like a high school reunion? Well, and I can see how it's so different at a place like Fenway, too, where you have, where it's just like nothing but Fenway right. in that area. There's bars, restaurants, but it's all for that. Right. So it makes sense. I'm sure that's different at other ballparks where there's... A little bit more isolated, right? But yeah, if it were at City Field, I mean, they're, I mean, they got rid of most of the chop shops at City yeah. Field, but there's really just one bar. That's probably why they haven't done anything at City Field or Yankee Stadium yet, because it's just there's no life around it. It's just a baseball park. So you know, Wrigley's, you know, the same as Fenway, where there's tons and tons of stuff to do. There's like about. I don't know, 15 bars in a mile radius or whatever it is. Um, Safeco, I think there's enough to do down there, too, in Seattle. So, um, But we, uh, we, we got there really early, and we saw a bunch of people waiting, and we decided, well, you know, if they're waiting for people, then we might as well pe- wait for people, too. And I don't really care about autographs or anything like that. If it happens, it happens. I think I just wanted to to see the guys and if they were nice enough to come over just shake their hand and be like hey thanks for the music kind of deal um but we we came within a couple of people of uh meeting mike yeah and uh we have some pictures 
of you know me just kind of hovering in hovering. the back. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really that close to him, but you know, it, it really close enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, Jeff and Stone walked right in. They came out of the same van together. They walked right in. I don't think I saw them. Yeah, they didn't look back at anybody. They're just kind of, you know, business as usual, head out. Uh, Ed took the time to to wave to everybody. He didn't come over and say hi, but, um, you know, it's cool seeing people. Yeah, and it was nice because there was only, like, maybe 40 people waiting. Yeah. It wasn't this, like, crazy mob scene. No. So it was kind of nice, relaxed. I think we were, like, talking to people. Yeah. It was very chill just for standing there. So, anything else, like, prior to the show? I mean, obviously, we got a bun- bunch of pictures by the by the, the monster. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I had no idea they did that, so that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I love, you know, they put, you know, the Pearl Jam uh, sign up and everything like that. I mean, this is just cool little perks. Um, but we were on the floor probably in the second section. There's the A section and the B section. We were... We've been trying to figure it out. I think it's like B5. B5. Yeah, I think. So Mike's side, you know, back a little bit. But there were good seats. Yeah, I I could see everything and it was fine. Yeah. I would sit there again in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. And we didn't have bad seats the the night before that either. It was kind of, if you were at a baseball game, it would have been probably six or seven rows back. So, um, all right. Do we get into the show now? Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so again, you know, you're going into this. This is a thirty. I don't know. What was it thirty-five song set? I don't really have the number here, uh, but it's a lot. And I think I warned you beforehand that you know. Yeah, you said get comfy, but yeah. I didn't really know what Three that meant. Hours. Yeah, it was a long night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and especially like you know, there's not. A lot of songs that you're gonna recognize right. so um and the opener uh here is pendulum I was just being a snarky know-it-all just to be a snarky know-it-all uh and trying to figure out what they're doing when they're doing it and like seeing things obviously if mike walks out with a bow they're playing pendulum that's the only thing that he uses his his bow for um and i noticed that i'm like oh open with pendulum and you know it comes off as being snarky, but I wasn't trying to be like, "Ooh, look at how much I know about Pearl Jam." I don't <laughs> think that I was 
still trying to impress you 11 months after. Yeah, we were probably past that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 it was, it was kind of a, you know, it was a sign of like, hey, just, a reminder, like, this is how passionate I am about this. Oh, I didn't need a reminder. <laughs> I, I you made that very that. clear. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, this is, you know, Pendulum, they had opened with a ton in 2013. And I think I was getting, I, I got it at all those shows, and I was getting a little bit sick of it as an opener. But... Uh, this was fun. This was nice and spooky. It is a spooky song. It is uh, 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 that kind of stuff. Um, and I was actually I was very surprised that this is one that stuck with you after the show. I like I like the spooky stuff. Yeah, but it's not like your style though. No, per se, it's okay. Yeah, I still liked it. I think a lot of this play uh, this uh, set list. We made a playlist after the show. And a lot of the first half you really like, and yeah. a lot of the second half you can't remember as much. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So we'll get into that stuff. Um, so after Pendulum, Jeff grabs the stand-up bass, uh, which immediately, um, you know, my snarky mind again says, "Up, oh, they're doing nothing, man. Because, of course, they're doing nothing, man, because it's really early, and that's what they do. Uh, and Ed grabs his, his guitar, which doesn't mean they're doing nothing, man. Um, Ed just kind of start, starts talking, and there's a lot of Ed just going off and talking, and half of it is about nothing, half of it is about things that aren't timely anymore. Um, but this one, I think he mentioned, he whispers sweet nothings about you know the ballpark and, and the city, and then talks about alcohol-related ejections and says they're going extra innings tonight, so pace yourselves. Uh, you know, it is sort of just a PSA, so it's Ed doing Ed things. Um, then he goes into Off He Goes at number two, I was really shocked to hear this early because it, you just don't. And I know we covered The Gorge a couple weeks ago, and Off He Goes was a really early song, uh, but they usually don't do it here. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm tr- I know, I, I'm trying not to get technical <laughs> with stuff. Get technical is fine. Yeah, but... Then I, I just won't have anything to add. No, uh, but I'll kind of add in, you know, what, what your take on this one was it it took you longer to like this song right yeah i would say so okay um but you but you're into it now yeah i love it i think it's a beautiful song though okay good um nothing as it seems came after that that one you don't like it's hard to say that i don't like these songs they're just not like my preferred songs if i'm listening to them in the car I would maybe skip it right okay that makes sense i think nothing as it seems is a weird one for for that um you know it's really bluesy it's kind of downtrodden it's not really a sing-along at all i actually this whole first part of the set you know while i love when they do the slow burn i think everything was just a little too slow extra slow yeah (laughs) five songs to start with and especially you know some of these you know nothing as it seems i really don't like this early i like it you know in a middle or a later part of the set um and you know after after that you get nothing man and wish list back to back and that's just it's a lot you know when you think fenway park and you think kind of 
all the people there and all the excitement, like, don't you want something a little bit more passionate? I mean, you could still do the slower songs, but if you did, like, I think the night before they did all those yesterdays, which is a little bit more upbeat, but it has, like, a mild tempo, or, like, a present tense, which is kind of building at the end, a given a fly, which is building. If they did some of those, I would have been okay, but, you know. And um, I, I remember thinking, all right, I'm at a rock concert. <laughs> exactly. I know these songs. When are we, when is it going to open up a little? <laughs> right. But I told I told you that this was kind of their shtick. Yeah, I just didn't realize it was that long. It usually isn't. Yeah. You know, it's usually, you know, 2013 they started doing three to slow burn. Before that, for years, it was just kind of an open with release, was, an open with... what, like 45 own. minutes, right? Almost. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I thought I wrote it down, I don't know, but yeah, it was a long time for four songs. And um, in between Nothing As It Seems and, and Nothing Man, uh, the nothing section, I suppose, uh, Ed is making a deep toast and rant, ranting and raving about Fenway again. Uh, really cool that I didn't know I didn't know this. They, they took out all the seats in between the shows so they could water the grass and they could mow it and, you know, maintain it, um, which is pretty incredible for the grounds crew to do. And Ed was giving a shout out to them. So that, you know, finally Nothing Man came, uh, which I was the whole time like, it's the stand up bass. They have to do Nothing Man because that's just kind of what they do. Um and Ed kind of says in the beginning, if if you got a beer, just uh, it goes like this. He kind of does the arm sway type of thing. So um, this this song gets in your head. Yeah, without it's, it's probably the one Pearl Jam song that I will have not listened to them for like a week, whatever, a really long time, and it will just pop into my head and won't leave. It is a catchy chorus. It is a catchy chorus. Yeah, I was afraid when you told me that. I'm like, oh, is this a bad omen? <laughs> Because the lyrics are so, you know, basically about a breakup. That's nothing to do with that. Okay. That's, I'm very happy for that. Uh, And then really once I got to Wishlist, it was really long winded. I was, I I, I remember, first of all, I don't like Wishlist. And second of all, you're five songs deep. Like the crowd was ready to, to implode at this point. Um, I know you like Wishlist, so. I do. Yeah. But. Again, I, I think it was probably a little too too long. Yeah. You you said that you heard the song and said the lyrics are crazy, but you like <laughs> the song line. I know, I'm going off of the notes that we took the other day. Uh, you said that you like the song, but you prefer it live over the studio. Version. Yeah, for sure. Oh. I mean, first of all, the lyrics are crazy. Yes. <laughs> make no sense. Yeah. I want to be a hood ornament. Yeah. Yeah. That's... But I, I mean, I kind of dig the like weirdness of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, especially when we were rewatching the show, I was like, I guess I don't really like the studio version. It's it's just a little, uh, you know, I've said it before on the show. It's kind of just a little mundane, like, and it just well, I version seems a little bit more special. Yeah, I mean, obviously they all do, but I think there's just something about that song that's just a little bit different. Yeah, I think Ed, in certain points, you know, uh, the as fortunate as fortunate as me, like that, he'll kind of he'll inflict a little yeah. bit more yeah. in, and it'll it'll be a little bit more exciting than it is on the studio album. So I I agree with that that it is a better live song i i just whenever i've heard it live i've been like meh uh <laughs> instead of you know finding a way to get into it i bet you you know the the podcast has changed my views on a lot of different things so if i would were to see it now 
then I think you'd feel differently about probably, it. Probably, yeah. yeah. Or I'd I'd know a good version if I heard it instead of just being like, "Well, it's wish list. I don't right. want anything to do with it." So, uh, all right. Finally, uh, we get into the hard part of the set, and it's the Interstellar Overdrive uh, intro into Corduroy, and this is right about when the stadium's getting dark which is really cool. It, it's, you know, the sun's finally down. Um, and you said you felt like the crowd was finally in it at yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah. It was so cool to, like, like be surrounded by people who were just like, yes, this is the time. Like, let's, right, right. let's like, go. Right. Like, we're in it now. Right. I mean, you know, the first five songs are fine, uh, but not a lot of those were sing-alongs, really. Nothing no. Man yeah. is kind of a sing-along, but off he goes... Not really. Nothing as it seems. No way. <laughs> Pendulum isn't really a sing-along either. So, right. you know, finally you get Corduroy, and that's the ultimate sing-along. Yeah. And, you know, you, you like really... It's like the clap start. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're in it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was so fired up to hear this, too, because the night one version uh, closed the first encore, cool. and... It doesn't happen. Like every, everybody knows that this is an early set song, uh, so I was I was so excited to hear it then. That I think I was on such a high, and really, corduroy is usually such an important part of the set, no matter what. That you know, whenever you do get it, especially that was my first time uh, getting Interstellar Overdrive. So you know, the intro. And I, I, I knew you know that the intro was there and that it was coming and, and all that, but it just made it that much more exciting that gets into animal and then hail hail uh so at animal we kind of mentioned before <laughs> you really didn't know. i think i learned that song two months ago uh, if, maybe yeah i knew it i had heard it i had no idea what song it was you kind of recognized the one two three four five against one that's how i learned it yeah i was like all right that's the one that he does the counting in <laughs> i got it that's animal and now every time i know that that's the one right um you know it's it's funny like you know this these are songs six seven and eight here and these are usually it feels weird because these are usually songs you know two three and four um I, I think it, I, I had mentioned something to you like like that. I thought it was a little strange. But also, you know, Hail Hail is one of my favorite songs. It's in my top 10, top 20 consistently. Uh, and I don't really remember it from this night. Mm -hmm. I You know, when I think of this night, I think of, you know, other songs that were implemented. And Hail Hail is usually not one of them, which is, I, you know, all the other shows they played Hail Hail, that's, that's a major highlight. So... What, what what was your take? I, I don't think I wrote down any of your take on Hell Hell. I like it. I like it now. Okay. Um, it's not like one I choose to listen to usually, but um, I don't remember if I liked it or didn't like it at the show. But. I, I, I I mean, at the show. Yeah. Um, but no, I really like it now. I think it's really cool. I think it's like quintessential Pearl Jam. Yeah. And we had a conversation about it the other day. Yeah. About the lyrics and how still to this day I can't figure out what are you woman enough to be my bandmates. <laughs> yeah. Ed between here is telling people to vote and I think he's bringing up legislations on marijuana yep. uh, and LGBT laws, um, which is, is great. I don't know what went down with it, but, um, you know, uh, always vote every election. doesn't matter if a president or a senator is, you know, being 
elected or not. Uh, that's basically what he is trying to tell the Boston crowd. And that gets us into Lightning Bolt, which is a really good spot for Lightning Bolt here, kind of in in the middle. Um, and this is like a top ten song for you. Yeah, you I love it. I love it. It's so fun. And you especially liked the uh, the clapping interlude. funny we were talking the other day you thought that there was a a different line oh i'm getting called out immediately (laughs) great (laughs) well i mean it's it's you know listen i know almost none of the real lyrics because eddie is like the hardest person to understand oh it's impossible for me too right so we were just talking about the (laughs) open her world wide with subterfuge subterfuge (laughs) which i think was i thought was cool unique i was like wow go eddie that's an amazing word maybe that's not the word maybe that is a a play on words because it kind of fits the idea a little bit yeah so who knows maybe he's you know probably such a with such a subterfuge (laughs) you know um but yeah this performance of lightning bolt is awesome really fun yeah uh, and that took us into In Hiding, uh, another song you don't really remember being in the set list. I don't even remember it right now. Wow. <laughs> we watched this a couple of days we, ago. Yeah, I watched it like two days ago. It made quite the impression. Hmm. It's a kind of a take it or leave it. For me, for sure. Yeah. 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 I, You know, when I first hear songs from albums that I want to hear songs from, I kind of, my initial reaction is, shit, they did two yield songs and probably evolution later so that's on average three to four maybe you get one more yield song and i'm saying well one of those yield songs is not going to be brain of j or mfc which are the ones that i'm still chasing to this day so um you know that's for me uh i would rather have heard those and I think I wouldn't do it if if that were were to happen today. I, I would accept it and say, you know, good, we got in hiding. I would be more positive about it instead of being like, well, I've seen it in hiding. I don't want to see it again. So, but I was I was a bit. I don't know if I believe that. No, I, I would <laughs> say no. I I went into the last shows. I went in with a very open mindset. Uh, you know, I just want to hear songs that I liked. And that show that we went to, I think that first set, there were a lot of songs that I was very on the fence about uh, obviously got some is not one of my favorite songs uh you know i'm not a, the biggest army reserve fan in the world uh amongst the waves can be take it or leave it for me i have to be in the mood for it so like those i guess were the rare ones in the first set but you know uh i didn't complain that i didn't get any of the you know rare stuff that i was looking for right but i got we got tremor crisis show which is big because I you were very excited about that. Yes, yes, <laughs> I remember that very well because that filled up Vitalogy for me. Yeah, except all the right. the garbage from Vitalogy. So right. uh, that is middle of the set now, and it's even flow. And now you're finally pumped, and you finally know a now, song. Now that feels like 
the basic bitch version of a program. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, back then, yeah. I know. Is that... Well, no, I mean, I feel like now it is. Well, yeah. Because I would, I'm definitely not as pumped now to hear that song. No. But, yeah, I was ready. I was like, all right, a song I know. I can sing along. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> and I, I remember the, the woman in front of us, you know, I guess kind of the same way where she wasn't really moving the whole time. And then once even flow hit, she's kind of like, oh, okay, I know this. Bounce around a little bit. Right. Bounce around a little bit. So, you know, at least you were more prepared yeah. than that woman. I think so. Yeah. So, okay, this is this is good. Uh, this gets into sirens, which we have good memories of. Yes. Um, <laughs> Life is short. Hear the sirens. Hear the sirens. Okay, so the tuning on this is so much different than the album version. It's 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 higher. It's not lower, which is, I think is really strange. I don't, you know, I'm not that savvy with that stuff. Uh, I can tell when things are dropped to, to drop D, but I can't tell when things are elevated a little bit. But um, you really like this version, and you said that you loved his inflection on the second verse. I should say this was my favorite song at the time at the time a hundred percent but i kind of did i ruin it for you at one point in the show uh no not in the show uh after like oh, about months about later a, yeah about a year ago um i feel like you probably did for a few months but now you know it's fine and especially now that we've been listening to the show a little bit it was, I, now it's like more nostalgic for me right it's still it's not top three at all for sure anymore but it has good nostalgic memory <laughs> it does yes um I, I i think this this one is important for me at the show because at the end when um they're doing the ah oh ah i i remember that i kind of had you uh by the waist i was holding you by the waist and we were kind of swaying a little bit and i remember that was the moment where i realized you know this was the first time that i ever brought a girlfriend to a Pearl Jam show before. So it was really important to me that, you know, I brought you into this life that is kind of like outside of my home, you know, that, that made me so incredibly happy that, you know, to, for you to embrace this was extremely, you know, like I, I knew at that point that like I was in love and that, you know, you were going to be the one I spent the rest of my life with. But, at, you know, this just more than solidified things. I think it proved to me that you would go absolutely go to the moon and back for me and with me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I pretty much felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I haven't, I've been to a couple of your shows. 
Very few. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> sat through a Josh Groban show yet. It'll happen. I know. I I know. I'm It'll not... happen, and I'm sure he'll talk about it on the podcast later when Pro- it does happen. Probably bitching about it. Well, I, I I did not mention Daughtry at all. I didn't mention Daughtry once. Here we are. Yeah, <laughs> you just brought it up. I did. I did. But yep, I we went to a Daughtry show a couple weeks ago, and it was definitely a Daughtry show. <laughs> but I had that, a great time. That's that's the thing, you know. We I I brought her to Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher, and you know we sat through it, and you know. Uh, we're allowed to go to each other's shows, just no complaining. That's right. Yep. That's right. That's mm-hmm. our deal. Yep. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm if just, I, I just won't go to Tool. Well, no, you're, you're not going to Tool. You're definitely not <laughs> no, going. No, but I'm, I'm, I, that's like the one I said, uh-uh. Okay. But there was another one that you, you put the kibosh on, too. Oh, it was Alice in Chains. Oh, Alice because, in Chains. And Corn. Yeah, because Corn yeah. was closing. I'm not going for to a Corn concert. <laughs> I, that I fully understand. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay with that because I didn't really want to go to right. a Corn concert. Right. Right. So, yeah. what, you know, I mean, that crowd is probably stuck in 2001. Oh, too many chains on wallets on a chain. <laughs> Jenko jeans. Oh, disgusting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Sirens was really a really sweet moment. Yeah, that's probably, I mean, again, jumping ahead, but probably the highlight of the show for me. Yeah. Um, And that gets us into Draw the Line, which is really fun. Um, They played this one on night one by themselves, uh, and here they're joined by Aerosmith bassist Tom Hamilton, who Ed says that he's meeting for the very first time at that very moment, which was kind of insane yeah i totally missed that at the show but when we were rewatching it i was like how is that even possible uh, yeah with all like you know the rock benefits and things like yeah. that and you know pearl jam and aerosmith had had albums out at the same time so you would think that at an award show or something they would cross paths but apparently not <laughs> weird what better place to meet than on the stage than on the stage in fenway (laughs) and then getting to i wonder if ed knew what his voice sounded like because it's it really sounded like if you haven't heard it please youtube i mean i'm gonna play it right now i'm so proud to see how my hometown is welcoming these guys i mean two nights at fenway unbelievable you guys are so freaking good now i've been uh I've been doing something kind of strange this uh, summer. I've been playing with Finn Lizzie all summer, so when it comes time to play an Aerosmith song, that's, some of that knowledge might have gotten crowded out a bit. So I'll just follow along with what you guys are doing. It sounded like he inhaled nine helium balloons. He sounded like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I just got off the plane from Sweden and played with Finn Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know this is this is look i'm not a huge aerosmith fan you're not a huge aerosmith no. fan um i think they're almost you know at least eddie and steven tyler are the antithesis kind of styles uh so i get that they didn't want to try a, a different song yeah that was definitely the right song <laughs> Please, on the ground, and your hands going down. 
I would love to hear Eddie try Dream On. Not happening. <laughs> that is not I happening in a million years. I mean, to try, it yeah. would be exciting to hear, but um, there, I feel like there, there are other songs. I think he could do, like, Sweet Emotion. But yeah. it's just not Pearl Jam style. That's no, the problem. None of them really are. No, that's why they they took a. We were talking about like song. theatrical Aerosmith is and right. Probably just very simple Pearl Jam. Right, exactly. In the best way. Yeah, and Tom is playing bass, a regular four string bass. Jeff is playing a twelve string in this. Yeah. Wow. I you thought you... it was an eight earlier. That's crazy. I did. Uh, oh wait, no, it is an eight. Yeah. I said. <laughs> I, know, I was wow. like, wait, is that even a thing? No, probably not. <laughs> The, all the bassists that that our co-hosts on this show will get on. Yeah, Matt's gonna kill you. Yep, uh, John's a bassist too. Oh, so, perfect. Yeah, um, but it's kind of like that little uh, you know before going back into the chorus, they kind of did like this very subtle dueling bass thing, which kind of sounded cool. So it was a you know I, I, I again not a big Aerosmith fan, but you know performance wise, you know fun cool. fun to see them on yeah, stage. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ed says here, oh, this is fun. Uh, Ed says here they're going to do a uke song, and it's kind of the same shtick from night one where he's like, I need a uke. Uh, and Kevin Euclid, uh, former first baseman of the Red Sox, comes out. Uh, but without the uke, like he did in night one, he brings out a Red Sox jersey for Ed, and he starts talking, and he's like, Here, we got you, know, we got you a jersey. And Ed says, Only a Red Sox jersey? And uh, unzips his fly, and um, what was so what was the context of what of why he? So Kevin said, um, if you're playing in Fenway Park, you have to play wearing a Red Sox jersey, right? And then Eddie goes, "Oh, only Red Sox jersey." Yeah. He starts unbuckling his pants. Okay, that that's down. what it yeah. was. Yeah. And and then he you... was like, he was like, "Oh, you just get really excited playing." <laughs> <laughs> you says he was like a little. I, it was kind of like funny and awkward at yeah. the same time because, like, you know, you're on stage in front of all those people. I know, <laughs> you know, Euclid played, you know, in World Series in that stadium, but like, still, you're on stage with Eddie Vedder and, and guys. You don't expect him to yeah. to take his pants off. Um, so he kind of said, you know, in literal terms, "Wow, low blow." <laughs> so that uh, gets us into Lucan, and uh, no, but I love the way that he introduced that song. The, yeah. Like that whole interchange happened, and then Kevin just leans down towards the mic and goes, "The next song is Lucan." Good night. It was great. So you know all the lyrics to Lucan, right? Oh yeah, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> There's no actual words. Nope. Not in this version. <laughs> no. If you when we watched it, his mouth was not making words. <laughs> I'm gonna Lucas. <laughs> uh, you know, and and I think that's pretty par for the course for what happens with the song. You, you know, obviously there's been slow Lucans before where he's done. You know, the actual lyrics. Yeah, I've heard. I think I've heard one time. I think they played on the Sirius Channel, and I was like. There's actual words to the song. Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah. It's traditional transition for Not For You. Uh, and, you know, it always sounds good. I, I always like the transition, but I'm like, I'm getting sick of talking about Not For You. It's just, it feels like, <laughs> it feels like it's showing up every show. Uh, but uh, he does change the words to Restless Soul, Enjoy Your Uke. 
Oh, I totally miss that. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things that you probably miss, like, live at the show or just forget yeah. at yeah. the end. Uh, but this is, like, take it or leave it for you. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. Okay. That's fair. It's, you know, it's kind of, it's a muddied song a bit. You know, it's not really catchy. It's kind of angry, you know. But we got a modern girl tag at the end there. That was kind of, you have no idea what modern I have no idea what that is. That's okay. That's okay. It sounded good. So, but next song you like. You have no idea what No, I don't. Because <laughs> I have um, all the notes yeah, on my yeah, phone Yeah, you're here. looking at the notes. I have nothing. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of Vitalogy heavy section. Uh, it's Immortality. And it's one of my highlights because, A, it's probably top three favorite song for me. And, B, the dark lighting and the stars that are out. The moon. The moon. The moon was amazing that it's, night. Yeah, it's a really perfect mood setting. so cool. For a lot of these songs that needed to be... You know, in and outside many. because of the original version with the original lyrics which they brought back at the night two show last year um you know it was i think the first and second time that they ever played the song uh you know the orpheum version everybody's that's the one everybody remembers so uh bringing it back to boston is always pretty important for them so you don't really listen to the song but you like it yeah i think this was another one that i really liked the live version yeah and can sort of give or take the version i get that i you know before seeing this live i saw this live for the first time in buffalo Buffalo. (laughs) uh jillian went to school in buffalo so she's a best city in the world (laughs) that was the first show that i heard immortality and they did the they didn't do it at the show but they did a little intro into it the um and i had no idea what they were doing and once they hit immortality i had this kind of like oh my god <laughs> that's so cool. you know i've seen it a, a handful of times since then and uh really because of the live version and there are three songs in the set list that because of the live version and how much i love the live version it, they became my favorite songs mm-hmm. so it does happen that way yeah um and you know especially you know we all we all know what happens at the end it's a powerful ending matt is the you know is the ferrari the lamborghini whatever you want to call him behind the kit and he's really he's he's destroying it so um oh okay I, I guess I wrote it again, but it must. I, I wrote 12, 12 string basses out, and I probably you were meant really eight. Obsessed with the twelve string. I, I guess so. Yeah, I, I'm sure that there is a twelve string bass that exists. I don't know. We'll have to 
You'll talk to Matt and John afterwards and find out. I guess so, yeah. But I'm in, I'm embarrassing myself in, in, in the base department today. <laughs> I'm more of a trouble person, I guess. Uh, and that gets us into deep. Um, I think every time I hear it live, I, I say, holy shit, I haven't heard this in ages. Which wasn't true because I think I had heard this at one of the MSG shows that year. Oh, yeah. But it has that vibe when you like they play the first chord for the first time. You're like, whoa, it feels so rare. Uh, but this, you don't recognize this song. I do now, I think. Okay. Somewhat. <laughs> well, we did a, a name every, every song off 10, and this was the one that you couldn't get. I know. But that's... My white whale. Yeah. I tried. <laughs> but I, I felt really better. good that I got so many. Yeah. But you, you got stuff like Garden and Oceans. Well, I love Oceans. Yeah. That's like on my top five for sure. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that high. Yeah. I love it. You know how, how much Matt time. hates it, right? No. Yeah, he hates I it. I love even more now. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Sort of. Like half our fan base, Matt haters. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, Deep gets us into Jeremy, and of course you know Jeremy. Yes, that was my other like, yes, I know this song. Yeah. Uh, sounds good. I have no major point on Jeremy from this show, so... Uh, Ed mentions after Jeremy that Boston has a fine voice tonight and a dollar from every day. He's, he's su- he sucks up to the Boston crowds yeah. major yeah. times. Yeah. So, uh, he says a dollar from every ticket went to helping out local veterans, and that got us into probably your second favorite song of the night. Probably your favorite Pearl Jam song. Yeah, I think it is my favorite. Um, Unthought Known here. Uh... And you didn't know it before this show. I did not. This was the first time I heard it. So, out of so, it. I mean, it brings so much positive energy that you know. Again, it's another one that you got to hear outside um, to get like a full uh, yeah sound uh, from. percentage of the song <laughs> I forgot how I, I posted getting called out I know I, I keep I, I I wrote down a bunch of things I, I didn't write it down as questions I kind of wrote it down as statements but you said that 60% of your love for the song has to do with the line gems and rhinestones yeah I think that's fair <laughs> and she uh she loves crystals yeah I'm a big like crystal freak but I have been since I was a little kid so and that's not math 
Oh, no. It's no, regular crystals. The, ro- the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> There's some people out there like, oh, she loves a crystal? What? <laughs> yeah. I have, we have crystals all over our house. Yep. We're going to have crystals all over our wedding. Yeah. I just think they're beautiful. Yeah. So, the gems and rhymes. And I think it's a very anti-Pearl Jam lyric. Yeah. It's, you know, it seems kind of random. Right. So, I thought that was cool. Well, Eddie... You know, 2009 wrote that song. I think his mindset in 2009 is 100% different than his mindset sure. in 2004, uh, sure. 1994. <laughs> sure. So, you know, that's, and it, you know, I don't think you get a song like Sirens in that era either. No way. So. so yeah, I I do like all the ones that are a little bit happier. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fair, I yeah. think. I tend know. to be a pretty positive person, so. Yeah. We try to be. Yeah, I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Rearview Mirror ends the set, and that's a 20-song first set. Uh, very straightforward way of getting into Rearview. Rear uh, no slow pluck tease uh, where they go dun 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 So Matt hates that. Uh, it rubbed off on me, and now I don't really like that. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, it's pretty, you know, uh, the post-bridge part, I think, when everybody starts clapping and chanting before Jeff's bass comes back in, that's, that's, that's a cool. fun moment. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, that takes us into the encore. And, once again, he thanks the Boston crowd. <laughs> uh, talks about how they stayed at Howard Johnson's 25 years ago. And said the moon has a Cheshire Cat smile over the pack. And mm-hmm. he was trying to remember what song they were recording in the studio during the, the uh, Boston Marathon Massacre. And they recorded the, the song that they started the encore with uh, on that day of the massacre. And then I think midway through they turned on the news and, you know, we're, we're checking it out. Um, but uh, the song's Yellow Moon. So, uh, another good, really good outdoor song. I think, like, it's not one that's really a mainstay in the set because it's kind of new and, you know, it's kind of, it's what, the 11th or 10th song on, on Lightning Bolt, which is my least favorite album. So, uh, but, uh, Boom makes it sound like there's an orchestra backing behind <laughs> it and it sounded really good. Yeah. And Mike is so full. You can, I feel like, with songs like this, I feel like you can hear them from miles and miles away. It sounds really good. But, uh, you, you never really listen to this song, though, right? I don't think I've ever heard it since that night. Wow. Well, it's not, it's not one that I have on playlists right. or anything like that, right. so I, I get that. Um, and then we have a serious collector sighting. This one's for the, the serious collector. This is, this is where... Uh, <laughs> she's making a face at me. She's like, whoa, what is Serious Collectors? Um, yeah, Ed, Ed says, uh, this one is for all you Serious Collectors out there. And, uh, they start playing Angel, which, to be totally honest, I wasn't 100% familiar with. I knew Angel existed. I knew I had listened to when, it. When did they write that song? Uh, probably like 93, 94. Okay. That is the most 90s song I've ever heard. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know how to explain it. It's a weird, there's a weird chord progression in there. Like an angel fly over your house. Like an angel pass down wishes. Like an angel. 
this is this is probably the time that you know we have to get stat heavy and this is a live on four legs debut so we have to kind of play it and talk about it a little bit but uh a couple shows before this one they de- uh they brought it back after 699 shows without it being played Whoa. yeah so um really incredibly rare it's the sixth time that they ever played it um and they haven't played it since so you know they played it at telluride I think that was a couple shows before the Fenway shows, and uh, I mean, we really, I've barely listened to the song since that night, because it's not even a song that you can find on Spotify. Right. So, you know, the band, it, it's it's one, it's it's a lost dog that's not on Lost Dogs, so, you know, it's, it's incredibly rare, but um, again, when are you ever going to see it again? Probably probably never yeah the odds are there so uh and then ed for the next song says that this one is another veteran a carl yastrzemski type and that gets us into footsteps which i again it goes back to the immortality and off he goes was the other one from that 2013 tour that just you know they shot up my list um footsteps shot up my list at that time where i heard it i think for the first time in, in brooklyn and this immediately top five favorite. like you can hear it from 100 miles away uh and you liked you liked it yeah and you liked the whole section where they were doing the sit down yeah i thought that was so cool yeah it's like the the least thing that you would think that they would do right but i mean they did a couple things at the show that yeah you wouldn't expect from a rock and roll show. yeah i thought that was really cool so i mean again it's so unique because we've seen how many different bands now i think we counted them the other day and no other band probably can do this or chooses to do this yeah so i mean does that does that tell you in your mind like you know does that give you an idea of of why they're special to me especially live yeah i mean i can see especially after now two shows that it is such a, like a unique experience. It's it's so different for a lot of reasons, like the band itself, the environment, the crowd. Like it's just it's different. Yeah. Um, and it maybe it's more similar to other bands who have like really cult followings, like Fish and DMB and stuff. Like right. maybe that's I've never been to one of those shows. Don't plan on going to one of those shows. So maybe maybe it's more similar to that. But right. for the shows that I've been to, who are have a lot of fans that are sort of just like fly by night you know like oh yeah i like them like whatever yeah um it's just different it's totally different so i do i do get it a little bit 
big long ed discussion here about uh, game two of the ALCS in 2013. That conversation went on for a very long time. <laughs> it did. Uh, David Ortiz Grand Slam and Tori Hunter uh, jumping over the wall. Uh, and he was at that game, and I, I contested. I was like, no, he was definitely not at that game. <laughs> you wanted him to be wrong. <laughs> I, I really did, because I thought I watched that game in the hotel room after the Buffalo show. Right. Uh, but that wasn't true. So he they must have traveled, uh, had a couple of days before the Worcester shows, and he must have went to the game. So I was wrong, Ed was right. But he got all he got basically all the details right there, and then he took a shot at A-Rod. Yep. So, kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brought us to I Believe in Miracles, uh, which is, you know, it's fitting for the ballpark because they've seen a fair share of miracles there, 2004. Uh, you know, they've won uh, four championships now since all that. So, you know, can't really feel bad for Boston anymore. No. They've 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 won their, their share. Yeah. Uh, um, but I kind of forgot that they played this one at their show. I didn't, because I, I liked it. I'd never heard it before. You, did you know it was a Ramon song? Or? Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I just kind of just forgot it was there, because I've seen this a bunch of times, and sometimes when you get all these shows stuck together, you sort of forget I, I forgot about a lot of songs in the set list mm-hmm. and it's not nothing to do with the songs itself but i think placement wise and when songs really hit you the right way in certain spots uh they become memorable moments and i was really more focused at the show on like making sure that you were having a fun time and that you were happy and you know enjoying yourself so uh you know i think that the songs and the placement were not necessarily number one thing on my mind. The other show, though. The last year? Last year, yeah. yeah like, that, I, I knew that you were going to have a fun time, yeah. so I wasn't <laughs> as worried about yeah. it. So, um, yeah, my notes got all messed up again. Uh, Minor Manners was after that. That's awesome. Uh, and that's not one that I, I thought you were going to like, because <laughs> it's kind of, it's heavy, it's kind of fast singing and all that, but why? I think that's why I like it. Okay. It's fun. But you it's know? just different. Everybody needs a little like screaming in your life that you just need to get out, so Sure. Fun. Why not? I like to listen to that really, really loud in my car. That I didn't know. Yeah. Like, when I'm in, like, really shitty traffic or something, <laughs> I just... That one and uh, Lightning Bolt. I just listened to it really, really loud. You love the Lightning Bolt album, don't you? Yeah, it's there's probably... like four or five songs that you. I know. I thought I thought Backspacer was my favorite, but <laughs> I think that might be wrong. <laughs> I think Lightning Bolt might be my favorite, which I know is not true of a lot of people. <laughs> no, it's it, it's okay. I mean, neither of those are true for a lot of people, but right. you know, you're you have your own style too. Sure do. You like Dad Ed more than you like uh, Grunt, like middle. I like of, what. You like Dad Ed. Oh, oh yes, right. <laughs> we had this conversation. Dad, Dad Ed. Dad Ed, yes. Yeah. And Backspacer and Lightning Bolt are yeah. typical Dad Ed yeah. albums. That's so. true a lot of a lot of musicians though. I like when they like mellow out and have some kids, fall in love. Right. Have they just have a different like view on life and But you said that about Ray Lamontini that once he got <sighs> married he became totally different. Yeah. It's totally different. So not not with everybody. That's true. Not everybody, but, but. Uh, Better Man, another one that you knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of. Ed rambled a, a lot of, about the Red Sox again, and he was like, can anybody tell Dustin Pedroia said hi? Like, oh, yeah. just... Uh. 
that's an that's that's enough out of you. Uh, great version to close out the encore. Uh, you said you were ambivalent about this beforehand, right? Yeah. But you heard it live and you really liked it. Because- yeah, it's another song that. I don't really choose to listen to the studio version, but mm-hmm. like when we listen to the Sirius station and it comes on, I'm like, all right, I dig it. It's a different vibe. It, it, this is another one. It's a different vibe live because yeah. when you get to the end, they extend it, even if they don't do the save it for later tag. Uh, there's chanting and, you know, there's there's more excitement. Um, yeah. So it, it's definitely a different beast. Yeah. But I like how you recognize that songs can be better live than they are in the studio. But, and. I feel that's true for most musicians. Yeah. There's, you know, Josh Groban, who's my favorite. Um, there's stuff that I love live that just I don't really like on the studio album. Right. And there's stuff on the albums that I don't prefer live. So yeah. it's just different. Yeah, I get that. Um, but, like, I, it's funny because, you know... Josh Groban's not changing his set list every night. He's, you know, pretty much... No, not, not in the way that Pearl Jam does, but nobody does it the way Pearl Jam does. No. So, you know, he'll change it up a couple of songs, but not entirely. Right, right. <laughs> Which is okay, because I don't go to, like, more than one show on a tour. Sure. Usually. There right. a couple times I did, but right. I've seen him 11 times now, I think, 10 times, something wow. like that. Um, so I've gotten different shows every time. Yeah. Because they've been different. You know, parts of the different eras sure. for his career. So, but still, like even the other shows that we went to, you know, like <laughs> you know, they don't, they just don't match up. I don't want to keep like pushing other bands down, but yeah, it really, it's just different. It is. I mean, I kind of like in some ways. It depends on the band, I think. But if it's a band that like we're probably never going to see again, yeah, like it's a one time only. I'm, I don't care what they play. Like, I don't care if it's the same. Just play the hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's fine to me. But if it's a, a musician that we're, like, maybe going to see again. Right. I, like Bruce. Yeah, but that was totally different. Well, that was, we, well, that was a river tour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just, like, we knew that was going to be different. Right. Um, But, yeah, like, live and stuff, they're obviously going to play, play the exact same set list exactly. mostly every yeah. time. Because right. they're not really going to get repeat. People guess. Probably not. Think. No, probably not. Even though they did. Well, we yeah. We, we saw them accident- twice last summer. Accidentally. <laughs> we were just in the right place at the right time the yeah. second time. So yeah. um that closed out this the first encore, Better Man? Yes it did. Uh and then mid uh, so they have a happy birthday celebration to Simon. I don't know who Simon is, but a guy... Was in a... he a groundskeeper? Oh, maybe. I'm not... Was he, he was either a groundskeeper or a security guy? No, the security guy came later. I feel like maybe he was a groundskeeper. Yeah, whoever whoever Simon is, uh, a guy with a Trump mask and very tiny hands oh, came out. no, that was his roadie. Oh, that was a roadie. Because he, he, he brought Eddie his wine bottle, uh, and he was opening it for him. Okay. Yes, that All was right. his roadie. That makes sense. Yes. His uh, wine wine model filled with Gatorade. <laughs> uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't really know that until a couple weeks ago either, which is kind of crazy. That makes me feel a little bit better for his like health and well being. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff is donning a Bill Russell jersey in this and and a guitar, which uh, signals that they are going to play Smile. This is uh, one that Stone plays on bass and Jeff plays on guitar. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, that's a little cool. switcheroo. That's cool. Jeff gets a solo in it and, and everything. So um, I really, I was really happy to get it because it had been a really long time since I heard it live. So I was... 
this was one of the ones I really did remember and really stuck out. And a lot of this other stuff that happened in the second encore didn't really do it for me as much. But you don't like Smile, though. Not one of my favorites. Why? I don't know. It just doesn't... I don't have a good reason. I don't have a good reason for a lot of these. I just not... It's not for me. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. This is not for you. (laughs) Um, uh, That gets from Smile into Go. Always happy to have Go, but again, like, this is a weird placement for it to go after Smile because it's, you know, transitioning into Love, Rain, or Me, and that doesn't really work because you're really fired up after go you want something that's going to continue the fire you know to fire you up like if they did go then evolution and then maybe love rain or me or something else or breath uh maybe it would have worked but it, it just felt like something was was amiss in this and i know i'm getting technical here which i said i wouldn't do as much <laughs> but okay. um yeah, it again, it's just a little weird, but you this is another one that you still are trying to figure it out, right? I I think I recognize it about halfway through. Okay. Maybe they maybe when they say go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I perhaps I, maybe that's what I realize what it is. We heard it in in the car the other day and I I said to you, "Do you know the song?" and you were like, "Uh," and then I said, "Please don't go out on me. Don't go out on me now." <laughs> Certainly helps. That's yeah. a good little hint. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm starting I'm starting to recognize it. Okay. Little by little, we get you into every single song in there. Yeah, I feel like I know like 45 songs. If not more, by Pearl Jam. I think you know more. Yeah? I think you do. I, I think you're selling yourself short a little bit. Maybe. I don't think There's you There's still know. a handful of songs that I know, but I don't know the name of them. Yeah. Or I do, but not until, like, halfway through the song. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you know the melody, I think that's good yeah. enough. Yeah. You know, I, I've made you playlist before i've made like basically a 101 that, that i mentioned and <laughs> yep. then like a 201, a 201. yeah that's kind of like stuff that i know she would like like yeah. an inside you, job i would say you, like you really hit it on the head because a lot of the, the 201 <laughs> playlist yeah. songs are now like my top 10 favorites like oceans, oceans another one yeah your release yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah um again that gets uh go into love rain over me uh boom is just doing his keyboard thing and it's a fun song live. Uh, again, placement is a little weird. After Go, I just, you know, why would you do something that's a little bit more um, emotional after Go? I would, I would have liked to kept momentum going a little bit, but that's fine. Uh, you know, just confusing choice. Uh, Evolution, baby. <laughs> you love this one. I do like this one. Yeah. I like it a lot. I you, used you, it as an Instagram caption. You once. did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we use it as, a, as an episode yeah. in the uh, Evolution series, which are available on our Patreon because I haven't gotten Patreon yet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I've, you know, no, I wish Evolution came after Go, but I have no problem with. Uh, you know, with the version. It was a good version. It was. That, yeah. yeah. We, that's another one we talk about every single sure. show. So. Uh, and then Matt starts playing the drum beat of Wooden Jesus. in Canada, made in Taiwan. He doesn't do the whole thing, but it, it was kind of cool because a couple months later, that's when I saw Temple of the Dog. Um, breath here. Uh, 
this I remember because breath is is breathtaking, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember it just because I don't know why they always do it, but that little like slide intro that boom. You like that part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I always think, he, I always want him to say, oh, it's a door. <laughs> <laughs> Which then turns into, oh, reach the dog. <laughs> In our house it is. <laughs> yeah. We change a lot of lyrics to Pearl Jam songs or, uh, you Any know. songs, really? Yeah, to make them feel like our dog, you know, to talk to our dog. Which I think most pet owners do. Please let, us crazy know. Please let us know, pet owners out there, if you also do that, that we're just not the super weird ones. But I have friends that say they do that, too. I know that there are people that say that they sing to their kids. Uh, you know, when a baby starts crying, they sing, it's okay, <laughs> it's okay. That's and cool. I, I've sang that to Gordy before. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, the biggest one is, is not for you in this house. <laughs> that if, uh, you know, we're eating a piece of chocolate or something right. and he's sniffing us. Yeah. This is not for you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ed, Ed is really excited during breath. He's running all over the stage, and, you know, it's it's common, but, uh, you know, it's just really good energy, and you're, you kind of know that this is coming to the end, and Alive comes on, and this is really, it's the signal that it's the end of the night. We talk about it all the time, and uh, you were, you were at this point, you were tired. I was a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> been a long day. 35 or so songs. The whole day was long. It was, yeah. We woke up at like 10 in the morning, which is something on vacation that we usually don't do. I do. So, um, but I, this was another happy moment for you, because you recognized it and you liked it and yeah i never really thought i knew this song which is weird because i know how big it was right. but i just missed it but then when they played it i was like oh i do know this song. <laughs> i don't know every word but i do at least know it well you know the, the chorus yeah i, I had some friends who were like chorus. priming me before before i went from work who were oh. like all right you're at least gonna know like three or four songs and i was like i don't really think so <laughs> i really think i only know two and they were like no no and they kept talking about the song alive and i was like i don't you and did. I did. You did. Yeah. I feel like I played you more Pearl Jam than we thought. I, I know it, it had only been a little less than a year yeah. that we'd been together, but I think I played you enough. That really was the only thing we listened to in the car at that point. Was it really? Yeah. We listened to other stuff. Not really. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're making me sound like a total goober now. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> We we listen to some different stuff in the car now. Now, we, oh yeah, now we do absolutely. But I'm just talking about back then. 
Right. You pretty much only listen to that in the car. Well, what happens is that we're in the car and you're like, what do you want to listen to? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, whatever, whatever you want, because I don't want to keep saying Pearl Jam. And but I know and, that's always the answer. <laughs> and I, But now we, now we have Sirius, so it's a little different. So we right. can listen to other stations. Yeah. We just don't have to like, think about like an artist that we want to pick. Sure. But somehow we always end up on Pearl Jam Radio. Well, I mean, they play... It plays with Glenn Hansard, so I'm happy. Exactly. Um, Ed invites Jay Mouskis from Dinosaur Jr. on stage, who, I mean, enough people know, but no one really cares too much about, I guess. I didn't even see him on the stage. I didn't realize it until we just rewatched it. He's a weird-looking dude. He looks like the guy from 30 Rock uh, that wears the weird hats. Really? Yeah. You think he looks like him? I mean, with blonde hair, yeah. Doesn't that guy have long hair? That we just yeah. Doesn't the guy from Thirty Rock have blonde? Not that long. Oh. Judah Friedlander. Yeah. Not that long. But not I mean, like, like they that, had the same. That guy had like flowing locks. Like his well, hair was longer yeah. than mine. Well, yeah, but they had like the same ideal, okay. you know, like glasses and kind of like you know dopey, <laughs> funny kind yeah. of look to them. Okay. He was wearing a Cookie Monster, <laughs> a uh, stone Cookie Monster, a stone Cookie Monster <laughs> shirt. So. Uh, uh, this is rocking in free world, by the way, um, and it's really kind of signaling the end of the night. Um, this is when I knew. This was the point where I was like, "All right, right, we're almost done." The house lights are on, and <laughs> tambourines are being thrown to the crowd. Uh, really cool moment here. Ed puts on a baseball hat, grabs a mitt, and starts uh, playing playing catch, playing catch with, with, with the crowd. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. I've never seen that before. No. I, I, you know. If that were to happen to me, I'd be so afraid. Like, just real soft, just throw it right <laughs> don't back. Don't beat him in the head. Or yeah, right. Don't don't throw it off the stage. <laughs> yeah. Don't hit hit another person in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, that'd be scary. No, knowing me, I would do something stupid. I'm sure. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. Yeah, I'm not very athletic. But, <laughs> it's um, okay. This is after rocking. This is where Ed becomes Mister Everyman and invites Dick, the security guard, on stage. Right. Right. And uh, he seems it's it's such a nice moment. He's done this a couple of times where he's like really, uh, you know, kind of being the salt of the earth and you know, uh, uh, giving a shout out to the little guy that that really makes yeah. all this stuff possible. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I think throughout the whole show, he maybe too many times but he was like very graciously talking yeah. about people who a lot of rock stars don't give a shit about right who don't even like cross their minds so right. i thought that impressed me a little bit you know he even if it was for show honestly right even if literally if he was just being like haha see how good i am but it, like it definitely isn't he no was, i know but you know yeah. he, he cares about that type, the, those type of people like i i really do believe that he they prepare so late and they go on on stage late before shows because he's just backstage talking to like a crew member or something cool. like that. That's really cool. Yeah, he's you know he came from humble beginnings and he understands that you know these people have jobs and they're doing a good job and you know so invite Dick the security guard, the guy that's been the Fenway security guard for twenty five years on stage because you know the guy the guy deserves some recognition. Yeah. So why not? Uh, and. Yellow Light Bear closes out. So that's the last, uh, uh, the final song of the night. And, you know, at this point, you know, it's night two. I'd been to, the, it was my fourth show that year. So it was the last one that I was going to go to for the foreseeable future. So it's really, when hearing it, I'm just, 
I get sad because I know that I'm not going to be back in this situation for a long time. That's, you know, besides that, like hearing Ledbetter is great. Yeah. But, you know, you get a little, you know, a little teary eyed. And that's why, you know, everybody in the crowd just kind of has a moment because you really, it's, you know, you sat, it's not like you sat through, I don't want to say sat through, but you uh, put all this energy into, you know, Three hours. Singing three hours worth of music <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, and listening to Ed talk for three hours too. So, you know, all that kind of cult cultivates into this one final moment and uh, you know, Mike does the Star Spangled Banner on it too, so it's it's a really good uh overall moment for the show and that's it signaled the end. Yeah. Uh do you have a top three favorite moments of the show? Um yeah, I think so. Um, the third favorite was probably Unthunknown. Okay. Um, and maybe because of, like, the hearing it for the first time. Yeah. And, like, how much I still love it. Um, second is Sirens. Okay. I love That's number so two? Yeah. Okay. Because um, it was so special and so fun. Um, and I think the number one was just... Um, I felt like I understood you a lot better and like i felt like that in those three hours like i felt like we got closer because yeah like i witnessed such an important part of your life yeah and I, you know that i got to be a part of it too um so i got it and i got you a little bit more so i like that yeah I, I i that's what i was feeling during sirens that you know during that moment i think you understood what this whole yeah. thing was about, yeah. you know, and, and I knew that, you know, you're such an understanding and, and caring and, you know, you're somebody that puts other people before themselves, you know, in all situations usually. Um, but like, I knew that you were going to recognize, you know, that this was a huge part of my life and you were going to really be supportive of it. Yeah. So... And so supportive that we've been like, okay, let's uh, let's get them on tour so we can do a honeymoon. Yep, we're ready. Yeah, we're hoping for Europe tour next year. If they do Europe, we're in. If we need do... a honeymoon location. So, mm-hmm. Eddie, if you're listening, <laughs> you'd like to go to Paris. That's right. <laughs> London, maybe. <laughs> they haven't done Paris in a long time. Great, I'm in. <laughs> I'll do London, Amsterdam, sure, Berlin. They always have great shows in Berlin. I'm in. I'm in. We'll just, just do a little Europe tour. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. No backpacking. Okay, we'll stay in real places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hotels. Okay. We'll uh, crash at a really intense house. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so my top three, uh, Immortality, uh, just because, again, like seeing the moon and the stars out and, you know, this being just such a uh, an outdoorsy kind of song that one really, you know, I kind of drew to that. Um, and I'm kind of scrolling at my list because I can't remember what I want to be number one and number two. Um, uh, I'll just say that number two is Breath because I really like this version of Breath. Um, I have no other reason, but, you know, just because Breath is a, an amazing song. And then I think number one is really Sirens and the idea of, you know, just how we kind of had a really nice moment during mm-hmm. that. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was a really good show. It was a fun show. And I'm really glad that, you know, 
you've had two experiences now. Yeah, I loved last year's show so much. Like, I it was just a totally different experience because I knew almost the entire solo. Right. So it is it's a totally different experience once you know everything. But 2016 is my favorite. Yeah, I I agree. I think that um, the last year's show. Like, that's my least, the one that we went to, that's yeah. my least favorite yeah. of the four. I love the, the beginning, though. The beginning was good. It was good. Besides Ed screwing up Elderly Woman. <laughs> yeah. But, that was funny, though. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give her a rating of this show? How do you rate them? Uh, out of ten. I would say probably... <laughs> you can know, be for, biased for me, well, yeah I mean like it's totally different for me like it's not I'm not like giving it a technical rating right. giving it an emotional so, rating <laughs> right rated against like the other vacations that we've had yeah I mean like I'd that. say probably like an 8.75 okay like it was great can't beat Disney but <laughs> <laughs> of course not <laughs> but it's up there it's up there It's. I mean I'll, I'll never forget that trip and no. the concert um, I loved it. Yeah, I think I'm judging the show. I think you know yeah. our time together was yeah that whole obviously weekend. a ten. Yeah, but... it, it was it was amazing. Just you know we we it it did take our relationship to yeah, another level. For and, sure. You know I think that everybody in a relationship needs to kind of understand uh, your partner's. Um, passions and where they're coming from whether it be a passion about music or a passion about cars or a passion about uh i don't know a toy collection or yeah. something like that two <laughs> two of those three yeah, things apply like that. something like that randy <laughs> um you know just kind of understanding and you know I, I i feel like i try to understand your passions too yeah you know it's a little sort of it's a little bit different you've seen two musicals yeah. Three. Three musicals. Has it really been yeah. three? Yeah. Avenue Q. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hamilton. And, and Book of Mormon. Oh, okay. All right. So it's pretty good. None of them have been Broadway, but... No. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. We're getting... We'll get there eventually. It's got to be the right show. Right. We also, we've only brought it up like once or twice. It's expensive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we still have a lot of expenses and we do, and we we're a, we're a family that prioritizes live music yes. over anything truthfully yes. absolutely you know to, to the point where if we see that somebody's playing live that we almost <laughs> don't want to see if the tickets are cheap enough yeah like we i don't want to say wasted money but we well, spent money yeah. uh to go see santana and doobie brothers and they were just like you know none of us really care about either no. band but it's good just to see them, but it was an hour away from our house, and it monsoon rained. Day, yeah, so. yeah, and it was an outdoor venue, right? So, so we weren't yeah. gonna go. But we, it would have been great. We would have had a great time. Yeah, been fine, absolutely. Um, but we definitely put that before I think any other of our passions. Oh sure. Like yeah. I could go see a million Broadway musicals if we didn't go to concerts, right? But, but I'm, that's that's fine. Like you know, that's the choice we both make, so right? That's but that's fine. exactly that's that's the concerts are a mutual uh, passion. Yeah. yeah. So if if right. I was into Broadway, and I right. know people that have, uh, you know, boyfriends or girlfriends that are into Broadway, yeah. and they go to they go to a lot of shows together. If if I were into it, which, yeah, we would. Right. Yeah, it's it's got to be really specific. For I me, know, I know. We will. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Um, you know, you did it for me, I gotta do it for you. That's right, without complaining. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm giving this show an 8.5. Uh, 
show wise uh, I think it's really good but um, I I think that the encore was a little jumbled and I think that the first five songs were an odd selection of songs I wanted something more uplifting something that uh, you know that really got you into the show and got you you rocking but uh, overall we had a good time it was a great time yeah um, do you want to tell everybody kind of our sort of our wedding plans related <laughs> to Pearl Jam because it's kind of sure yeah when we started this whole process um, I was like I'll give you like one or two which that was Pearl not Jam enough things. I know it was not enough but I was like I felt like I was being very benevolent and saying all right this is our wedding mm-hmm. you can have like one or two Pearl Jam references we're ending up with quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> We're ending up with quite a few. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead. The, me and my groomsmen are walking out to Give and a Fly. And the bridesmaids. Uh, oh, the bridesmaids are... Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay, so we're all walking out to the Vitamin String Quartet version of Which is Give and Fly. awesome. Yeah. I do love that. Yeah. It's so cool. That and release... I think release will probably, like, play during the... Yeah. You know, when people yeah. are walking in. It's too sad to do yeah. as, like, a, an entrance yeah. song. You need something positive, something uplifting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Give It a Fly was perfect yeah. for that. Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing version. Um, what else do we have? I think Mike is going to play a bunch of... Our band leader. Yeah, our Mike. Ba- right. <laughs> well, yeah, and they don't know who Mike is. They think, oh, Mike McCready's right. going to be there? What? Exactly. Uh, he's going to play a bunch of acoustic stuff. I think yeah. I'll, I told him, like, can you play Rise? Can you play Love Boat Captain? Um, I asked him for a bunch of stuff. He's like, yeah, I'll learn whatever. He's He's been awesome. If, yeah. he's, if he's listening to this, he's just been a, you know, amazing. a rock star. So, yeah, amazing. Uh, Our music is going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, what was the what was the oh um we have a, a sign yeah part of our memorial table um, our memorial table for family members of the we're past. using a, a a lyric from Light Years, Light Years. so that's yeah, yeah I think both of us really got into that song yeah. in the past year so. yeah you'll have to post some pictures oh yeah of, of absolutely that's why I want my phone on me the whole time we'll have someone else take Heather will take picture our right. actual pictures all right <laughs> but most importantly. Our first dance. Our first dance is Just Breathe. Yeah. Because of night one uh, last year's show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it took were... us a while to get there. It did. That was the one thing, I think, for the you know about a year and a half of our engagement. Right. <laughs> um, we struggled with what our first dance would be. Right. Um, it was always on the list. Yep. It had been on the list from the very beginning. I really wanted to throw your arms around me, but there was one <laughs> little just, part Yeah, it was it. just a little... It's about a one-night stand. I know, the but... The whole song is about a one-night stand. I know. That's not a song I think our first dance should be. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Beautiful song. Probably a lot easier to dance to. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. We had a lot of different different ones on there, too. We did. But, you know, you, you turned to me one day and you were like, I wouldn't mind if that was our first dance song. And I'm like, all right, done. <laughs> Let's <laughs> well, do it. It's because I, I thought back on that the Fenway show and yeah. you were really emotional after the Tom yeah. Petty stuff. Yeah. And they played Just Breathe after <laughs> I think I cried that whole song. <laughs> yeah. And I remember like my my first instinct when hearing Just Breathe is like <laughs> and then you were still like in tears emotional because yeah. you liked that song too. And yeah. I was just it was like just, it was an emotional part point of the show too. Yeah. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I I take one for you and we please. Well, we had a sweet moment. No, I know, I so, know. You know, um, and our. I almost said show. 
now. See? This is the problem. This is precisely. This is. Oh my god. This is exactly why I didn't want this. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted our wedding to be part wedding, part, part concert. Mostly concert. No. Yes. No. Uh, well, I wanted to end the night, you know, the way that the most happiest moments of my life have ended uh, with Rockin' in the Free World and Yellow Led Better, and it took a lot to get to that point. And uh, Mike, who's our, our band leader, uh, he said, you know, beforehand, like, Yellow Ledbetter is a ballad. We don't, you know, we shouldn't do it as the last song to lose people. But then he played it at a 99, uh, and he realized that everybody had, like, their arms around each other <laughs> singing it. And he's like, wow, this is a this is a grab-your-buddy type song. Yeah. You know, it's not really a ballad. So he was like, yes, we're, we're absolutely doing it. So We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> and uh, in a couple of days after this recording... We will have done it. We will have done it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I uh, thanks for coming on. No problem. And doing it. I've had this idea for a long time that I wanted you to do this. And, you know, I wanted to kind of, you know, I, it wasn't really, I guess we shared part of our love story. But it wasn't like, you know, the, the true, um, I don't know, the timeline. Yeah. Really, but it was it was a big part of it. It was. You know, like how we started to understand each other and um that's kind of taken us to where we are now. Sure has. So um I'll be taking a little hiatus. We'll be going on a little mini moon. Uh but we'll be seeing uh Baba down in, in uh Atlanta, so we'll go say hi to him and maybe we'll do some live videos or something like that during that week. Uh but uh again, we're gonna take the next two weeks off. John and, and Buckley or John and Matt will do something or we'll throw a clip show episode in. I don't really know what's gonna happen. And honestly, at this point, I don't really care because I'm getting married. Yeah. And I'm going on a honeymoon. Yeah. And that's well, what like, matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so for the first time in about a year, I'm just like, fuck it. You know, you guys deal with it. I won't deal with it. And uh I don't even care that I'm not gonna be on an episode. How amazing is that? <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening in. Again, if you want more content, head over to patreon.com slash live on four legs. Uh, we have lots of uh, evolution episodes up as well as other extra content. Uh, so head on over there if you want to hear more of us. And for every donation, you get to come on the show with at least a dollar do- donation. So uh, if that is something that appeals to you, Please, please do share. And uh, again, I will see you in in two weeks. Jillian, I don't know when we're going to see you again. I'm here in spirit every day. (laughs) She really is like a backbone of this show. She's listened to me complain about so many different podcast things. And usually I listen to you record. Yep, that's very true, because I Usually record right in... sitting about five feet away. If you hear, you know, some... Laughing or la- yeah, something in the background. Something in the background. That's her. Yep. Again, uh, I'm going to take next week off and the week after off, or there'll be a clip show or something like that, and then we'll do it all again, and we'll have more episodes and stuff soon. So, But really, uh, that's not my problem. <laughs> I'm getting married, so... We're getting married. We're getting married. We're getting married. It's about about us. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, show-wise. Right now. This is about you. Right. Well, this one's about us. But... True. So, 
Uh, all right, so this may be the end. We're here, but not for much longer. And although we may be parting ways, you want to say it with me? Okay. <laughs> I miss you already. I miss you always. So for the almost newly married couple, uh, you know, maybe maybe we can show some videos or something like that to the podcast page. Yeah. Um, we'll have to get somebody else to take them. Of course. But, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, the next time you hear me, I will be a married, married man. man. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening in. We will see you next time. just that life seems more precious nowadays or, or I feel like I've got so much more to lose than I did when I was 25 or 20 or even 30. But nowadays it could, it could happen overnight. It could happen in your sleep. It could, it could happen to any of us. You know? It just... Maybe when you get a little older, and I think we're all getting a little older. I look out at the faces, and, and you know, some of them are a little older than they used to be, but you know, they're still good looking faces. That's the thing, you're all looking good. Trying to keep up with you. Was it just me or is it you too? I, 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 you just start thinking about how precious life is, and then you hear about tragic events, and people are killed in innocent situations. And, it just makes me think that we need to protect each other. It's, it's like we're, we're all alone in this together. Thanks for listening.